The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I am here live in front of a live studio audience. Woo! Courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library for our 76th live show. And I am here by myself. My co-host, Elman Jenny Felder, will be joining us shortly. But I am here with our special guest we're going to be talking to, with, and about. It is an awesome author and naughty writer, Mohina John PSA. Hi, Mohina. Hi. <laughs> So as I mentioned, we're going to be talking to, with, and about Mohina, which is awesome because she's right here. But before we do that, we have to take it away with the news. It's more time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of Sci-Fi.Radio. That's Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 27 years of complexness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. And the next convention hasn't been announced yet, but it will be announced sometime this year. Also want to give our shout-outs to our Patreons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Resimedia, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, Yasmin Array, and Rosa, and The Huracan. If you want to have your own little shout-out on our show, go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com. little button on there takes you right to our Patreon page. Also on the It Came From Radio site is my book, Designated, which it took me 30 years to write. It is about a two warring alien races fighting over a newly discovered power source to war finds its way to planet Earth, and as a result, some humans gain abilities. All right, so as always, we usually start off with the sad news. So hopefully you know all these people who died. If not, it's going to be a very short sad news segment. All right, so let's see. Um, we have screenwriter and co-creator of the TV series Sliders, uh, Tracy Torme, died recently from complications of diabetes. For those of you who don't know, or care for that matter, Sliders was a multiverse show about an inventor who created a portal to different worlds and his effort to try and find his way back to his Earth. The show ran for five seasons, uh, first on Fox, then finding its way to the Sci-Fi channel in its two final seasons. Uh, this was probably in the 90s. Uh, starred uh, Jerry O'Connor, if you guys remember him. No. 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 All right. Uh, is it a live show you always remember uh, Sliders TV show? No. no. Okay, well, <laughs> all right, so uh, just, just go on from that. Um, of note, Tracy, uh, his dad was singer Mel Torme, who's a very famous singer of his time. Uh, he was 64. So moving on to the second bit of sad news. Actor and singer David Soule also died recently. As of this recording, no cause of death has been announced. While appearing in a few movies and TV shows, David was perhaps most famous for his role as detective Kenneth Hutch Hutchinson in the TV series Starsky and Hutch, which ran from 1975 to 1979. Of note, David reprised his role as a cameo in a 2004 film of the same name, starring Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Did you see Starsky and Hutch? No. No. All right. So, <laughs> he was 80 years old. All right. Man, we just... Okay. All right. Let's try, let's try this one. Um, where is it? Actor Aiden Canto also died recently from apec uh, 
from cancer in the appendix. While appearing in a few movies and TV shows, Aiden is perhaps best known for his role of Sunspot in Days of Future Past, the X-Men film, and most recently as Armand Morales in the male lead in the ABC series The Cleaning Lady, which is currently airing on Fox right now. Did you ever watch The Cleaning Lady? It was a really good show. I believe it. It was with the girl who was playing um, Elektra on the uh, Netflix Marvel series. I'm saying that she's looking at me like no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, he hit. It was a really, it's, it is a really good show, and I'm wondering how they're going to replace him. Yeah, replace him, because he was the the Colombian drug dealer who's trying to go legit, working in a casino, and the cleaning lady wound up uh, getting involved, seeing somebody get killed, and she cleans the dead people. So that's what the show is about and how oh. they're able to navigate the way. It's a really good show. So, what's the name of the show? The Cleaning, the Cleaning Lady. It's on Fox. Okay. Uh, they're on their third season. Well, second season now and the third season is going to come up soon. But it's a really good show. And he was the male lead, so seeing him go was a really sad thing. Uh, he was 42. Damn. All right, so we're moving on. That's it for the sad news. So let's go to the more not as sad news. Let's see, let's see. Well, all right. From the... That belongs in a museum. Department. Once again, the Library of Congress has announced the 25 films that are inducted into the National Film Registry. The films are selected and based on, quote, their cultural, historical, or aesthetic importance to the National Film's heritage. Some of the 2023 titles include 12 Years of a Slave, Apollo 13, Desperately Seeking Susan, Fame, uh, The Original Home Alone, The Original Lady and the Tramp, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Did you see any of those movies? Lady and Tramp, Terminator 2, I saw uh, 12 Years of Slave, I've seen it twice actually, and what were the other ones? Uh, definitely Season Susan, Fame, Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. So do you think that these movies were a cultural significance and they belong in the National Registry, that they're preserved for all people to see when the aliens come down, they're going to see it 10,000 years in the vault? I can't curse, so yes. yes. <laughs> 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 all right. So moving Wait, can I just say H-E-double yeah. hockey stick? Like this yes, okay. you, can, you can do that. Yeah, okay. so yeah. <laughs> so moving along, from the... That's a lot of nuts! ...department. The new Willy Wonka prequel has reclaimed and held on to the number one spot in a domestic box office, pulling in an additional $14 million in ticket sales with its fourth week of release, beating out the horror film Night Swim, which came in at number two with $11 million in its first week of release. For those of you keeping track, the aforementioned Wonka is now the highest grossing film of this year, 2024, with $32.1 million, followed by Aquaman 2 with a quote-unquote disappointing $24.3 million. Uh, Night Swim came in at number five. So if you guys were paying attention, we were keeping track of the highest chosen film of last year, which was Barbie. So now here we are with these two films. Did you see Wonka, Aquaman? I haven't seen any of them yet. I'm not I haven't sure. seen any of them yet. No. What do you do? You busy writing? <laughs> are you busy writing? You're not watching TV. What are you? Yeah, you know, and I'm spending a lot of time with God, so. All right. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so let's see. Did you see them? You're asking me. I saw Aquaman 2. <laughs> oh, okay. I saw Aquaman 2. I am a horror fan. I have not, I have not seen a Night Swim yet. And I'm not going to watch Wonka because I never saw the original. And this is a prequel you, to wait, that. So you haven't seen the original Wonka? I have never seen the original Wonka. How did you work in a movie theater and did not see the original Wonka? They didn't play it while I was working in a movie theater. Really? Oh, okay. But you still didn't see nothing original... in your head said, let me watch the, the Willy Wonka? No? No. I was a... Uh, I was a fan of Gene Wilder when he was in Blazing Saddles. 
You lost me there, but... (laughs) (laughs) Why, did you... You said you didn't see Willy Wonka. I didn't see the new one, but I definitely watched the old, the original version. Okay. Was it good? Yes, it was. What made it good? It was Violet when she ate the blueberry, and then she just, like, swolled up. Like, that was my favorite part, because I was like, wow. So you like child torture? (laughs) (laughs) I... You see, now when you paint it like that, it, it sounds horrible. But no, I don't like child torture. Okay, all right. Um, it, I was a kid. In my defense, I was a kid. So it, it didn't seem like child torture. It just seemed like she blew up, and I didn't eat blueberries for a long time because of that. Okay. But it was funny. Okay. So moving on. From the One Strike in Your Out follow-up department. None other than the Screen Actors Guild, who, if you remember, was just on strike for 118 days um, for better rights and proper AI protections, have announced that they are teaming up with Replica Studios, an artificial intelligence voice technology company, to introduce AI voice agreement between the two companies. According to reports, the agreement sets the basis for employment of voice actors and establishes minimum terms and conditions, uh, ensuring performer consent and negotiation for the use of digital voice doubles and requires that performers have the opportunity to opt out of its continued use in works. Executives say, recent developments in AI technology have underscored the importance of protecting the rights of voice talents, particularly as game studios explore efficient ways to create their games. With this agreement, we have achieved and fully informed consent and fair compensation when it comes to the use of our members, voices, and performances. We are proud to work with the replica in its leading way to make it easy for the companies to access SAG's world-renowned talent in an ethical manner which ensues consent and fair compensation for their contribution. This agreement also paves the way for other companies to follow their lead. Replica is proud to partner with SAG to introduce an ethical approach to the emerging use of generative AI. We are excited by the new opportunities this opens up for world-leading AAA studios and now can access the benefits of Replica's AI voice technology while knowing that talent can recognize and compensate it fairly for its use of their likenesses. Our voice actor agreements ensure that the game developers using our platform are only access licensed talent who have given permission to use their voice to use as training data set as opposed to the wild west of AI platforms using unethical data scraping methods to replicate and synthesize voices without permission. <sighs> yeah, now, that sounds like a mouthful right there. Are you familiar with the whole reason of the, of the strike and the AI? I'm kind of familiar with Okay, so, so the essential part of it is that a lot of uh, video game companies and a lot of movies are want to use AI, especially voice actors, as... They give permission to record their voice once, and by using AI, then all of a sudden you can replicate that and put those voices in the game without paying the actual people doing the job. And they were, and the SAG went on strike because they didn't want people to be used as a tool, right. as opposed to being hired to do your job. Exactly. The the vote came through. It got passed. The deal was in, and now all of a sudden. The SAG, who is going against them, have joined forces with an AI company mm-hmm. to have this happen. It's, it's a little shysty. Yeah, it's a little contradiction right there. Right. So it's, it's, it's not in their best interest to team up with uh, guys who they were fighting against. Yes. And especially now, because one but, of the issues... I mean, they probably got tired of fighting, because... It was 118 days that they were on strike for. 
Yeah. But you figure if you're going to go 118 days, you might as well come out winning. My, yeah, but then it's just like the money and then the like the cost of living. I mean, some of them are living in California and New York. Correct. These are the top most expensive cities in the United States. Correct. Bills are going to catch up. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know <laughs> when my bills are, <laughs> are calling my name, I got to do what I have to do to but make sure they get paid. If you think about it, the fact that they're going to use their voice one time and only get paid for one session, as opposed to getting the job for doing the entire voice session, that yeah. was the issue. So now, right. uh, they're only going to be able to do one session. They do, like I'm doing right now, I'm recording my voice, mm -hmm. that's it, and they can use my voice however they want later on in the video games, as opposed to me coming in every week to do my job. What's an interesting point is that, if you think about it, Burn where, it down. <laughs> where the contract is in such a way that if you decide you don't want to consent to have your voice being digitized and used by AI, mm -hmm. they'll just find somebody else. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are going to be out of work yeah. because they don't want to agree to this quote-unquote victorious agreement that they all quote-unquote agreed to. Right. Oh man, Jenny Feldy. Yeah. What so do you think? Just to confirm, because I'm here late. Uh, Cameron here late from the South. That's what I call about So did they approve this? This AI agreement is this. This is this yes. Was this is about, approved by so I'm the SAG. First from you. Yes, by SAG and um, the company, uh, which is I already forgot the name, Replica Studios. So they that's have it. it. That's it. As an actor, I mean, not me, but whatever. You go in, record once, and that's the deal. Well, that, that's, that's that's what it. they're allowing people. That you're wow. being fairly compensated. This is very new. Yes, it's very new. Right. It's just what are they paying wow, them? Yeah. Like, is the payment going up? It's at least? quote unquote fairly compensated. So <laughs> that's also up to interpretation per each contract. It's this is so, so timely, and this is exactly what I've been talking about all week, and two got? people kind of got mad because they thought I was being negative Nancy, and I've been warning people, if you follow my social media, I said, listen, the world is changing just like the music, you know, musicians, the, yeah. that whole fell, we saw that years ago. So we saw that, we get it, we know, but humans, a lot of times we don't have foresight, something has to happen for us to get it, and then maybe 10 years we'll get it, mm -hmm. all week. I know one person's not happy because they follow the mainstream SAG way of acting. I don't follow mainstream anything. What am I doing here? This is not mainstream. I'm not mainstream, okay? Hey. I'm not Cat Williams, but I'm pretty out there, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, I've been telling people this, and I think a lot of actors, I, I didn't know this was going to happen so soon, are going to have their, their face smacked, and they're going to be gobsmacked, and uh, the old model of applying to these shows is, is out and being a TV star is a really dumb goal for most people. Uh, I can keep going, but yeah, no, it happened sooner than I thought. Wow, I thought we had a couple weeks or months or years until no, this happened. It, it, it's fast, and like I said, yeah. the fact that they yeah. agreed yeah. to it and now all yeah. of a sudden there's a deal not too much later is very, very shisey in my, in my eyes. I think a lot of people are, are going to be very surprised, uh, people I know. <laughs> so moving yeah. on, wow. from yeah, the big. To Be Fair... The other guy just said a bad thing years ago and got fired department. After being found guilty of, quote, two misdemeanor counts of harassment and assault, unquote, which in New York is not a crime, but considered a violation, more like a traffic ticket, none other than actor Jonathan Majors was fired from his multi-movie deal with Marvel Studios. Jurors acquitted Jonathan of intentional assault in the third degree and second-degree aggravated harassment, which were the major, no pun intended, charges. <laughs> the sentencing hearing is set for February 6th of 2024, and it is possible, however unlikely, that Jonathan could be sent to jail for up to a year. 
For those of you not paying attention, or care for that matter, Jonathan was arrested due to his now ex alleging that he forcefully retrieved his phone from her, causing, quote, an excruciating injury to her right middle finger, and while she exited her car, hit her on the back of her head, and then tried to force her back into the car, causing a cut behind the ear. Jonathan says, mm, It's not great. I was reckless with her heart, not with her body. My hands never struck a woman, ever. I shouldn't have been in the car. I shouldn't have stepped out on this relationship. I shouldn't have been in this relationship. If I'm not in the car, none of this is happening. If I leave the relationship, none of this is happening. If I'm man enough and brave enough to say, I want to see somebody else, or I'm done now, I'm not in that car, we're not here, I'm responsible for those things. Since his arrest, Jonathan has been dropped by his talent manager, his publicity firm, has been fired off of many projects prior to the court case with only Marvel playing the wait-and-see approach that has now that the axe has fallen. Now, I saw the video oh, of the incident. Did well, you guys see the, no. the video? Jen didn't see it. Mohina, did you see I it? I saw a clip of it where like, she was running. <laughs> after him. After him. Right. Oh. So... I don't. I love Jonathan Majors. I do, but I don't. Like it's, it's like dang, dang. Like you know, like you know, like I, I was rooting for you because like I can't say who's to say like what she's saying is wrong, or untruthful. But then I'm just like, dang. Like why? So, um, but yeah, I saw it, and the videos weren't. It, like you, like you said before, videos are like they're clear, but they're not always clear. Right. So you don't like. There's no real audio of it yet. As mm -hmm. far as I know, mm -hmm. and you can't, so like, what she may be saying that happened could have happened, or it didn't happen, but I, I wouldn't know. But, but as far as I've seen the camera, he, he's kind of guilty. He's but not he got, guilty. he got acquitted, <laughs> he got acquitted from the major intentional assault. He's only got in trouble for a misdemeanor of taking, of getting his phone back from her, mm -hmm. and hurting her finger, and hurting her ear. By trying to get the phone away from her and then running away like the roadrunner yeah. from this man for blocks. In the video, he's running for blocks from this lady who's chasing after him. Yeah. It's the craziest. I've never thought that this man would be running from that woman. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's almost comical you, 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 seeing you, the video. Have you ever heard, like, there's nothing like a woman scorned? Right. So, yes, like, yes. So, like, <laughs> I've you, lived that. You, <laughs> <laughs> so imagine, like, you could be this big, stocky guy, but let that, let your woman be upset at <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. You're right. running because you know she's, yeah. she's unhinged. Yeah, she, he's like, I'm getting out of there. I'm getting out of there. And so because he's like, give me my phone so I can run for my life, he got in trouble. See, but... He's a movie like you're an actor. You could have got bought a whole new phone. You should just left the phone <laughs> at that point. Like, why, why escalate the situation if you know she's holding on to your phone and she's angry at you and you've been with her for I don't know how long. At certain, at, at one point, you understand how she is when she's upset. So if she's not gonna give you the phone, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm gonna just simply <laughs> walk away and then get myself a new phone and have this phone deactivated because then you have no access. What if you shot a movie on his phone? Well, baby, it's back on iCloud. <laughs> Hopefully. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Use your backups. Use your backups. You, know? you never know. <laughs> you know what? Or use a good old flash drive. Put it in the flash drive. Have it saved onto the computer. So, what are your thoughts about this, Jen? I wasn't there. Uh, I'll you just give you. That wasn't you. I'll give you an example of one person I know who's in the entertainment field, and I can tell you he does this to multiple women. Uh, maybe me included, but it never happened. 
some people, so we don't know who's guilty, but sometimes someone seems like the victim, but they're really the one causing all the problems, because I, I, I have heard a story of someone who has been chased, uh, attempted stabbing, uh, had the cops called on him, uh, you know, really, it sounds like this person's really abused by women, but then years later, things come out. Oh, he's like raping people and punching people and, you know, abusing them. Of course, the women are going to retaliate. And I have, you know, personal stories of my family and people I know. A lot of men or women, you know, women go to jail. Or I could tell the story of a, a family friend who had a competition with someone I know. Whose wife, whose ex-wife is crazier? Well, the guy won because he ended up killing his ex-wife. So who's the aggressor? Is she the aggressor that's causing him or is he retaliating? you know, uh, reactive abuse, it's called, psychologically. So we don't know if it's reactive abuse or who started. And honestly, they're probably both guilty. That's my, that's my end of the thought. So that's why it takes it, two to tango. There's probably mental illness in both of them because you don't stay in a relationship with someone when all this is going on if you're not a little cracked huh? or yeah. monetarily dependent on the guy or something. So they're both probably whacked. Yeah, they're whacked. They're that's whacked. It. Okay. Yeah, you, someone's crazy, you walk away if you're sane. What she said. All right, so for the last bit of news, from I the... I wasn't there. From the... Department. Cool. Um, according to reports... The list of the top 10 most pirated streaming shows of 2023 has been released. Now, um, what do you think would be a, a good... Do you watch... Do you don't even watch streaming shows, do you? <laughs> that silence means no. You're saying she doesn't watch Netflix or Hulu or anything? Oh, no, I do. So if that's it's a, a streaming not, show. Not if, you, not if you illegally stream stuff. Oh. What do you watch that's on streaming? TV shows and whatnot. Oh, so I watch a lot of Korean dramas. Korean oh, dramas. Well, that's not... They didn't make the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a... That's, that's a Dang darn shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, a lot of my, Korean, or, Korean yeah, oh my god, if you, if you need a list of oh, Korean no, dramas. Oh no, yeah, I do, I want. Okay, so there's Vincenzo, okay. um, that there's wasn't that good. Vincenzo wasn't, you're, Vichenko. Vincenzo? Wait, Pachenko, but the, like the, Vincenzo is what I'm saying. Oh, Vichenzo. Vichenzo. How do you spell it? How do you spell it for listeners? Oh, baby, my spelling is not that great. It is V-I-N... Okay, no, I haven't seen that one. C-E-N-Z-O, I okay. believe. Cool. Okay. Don't, Where do we watch don't it? Don't cancel me if I'm wrong. Um, you can watch it on Netflix. Thank you. Um, Vicenzo, there's My Hollow. If you're into romance, that one was cute. Okay. Um, my Hollow? Yeah, it's like My... Yeah, H-O-L-O. Okay. Then there's a, um, I Say One class. How do you spell it? I-T-E-W-O-N class. Then there's... There's so many. Oh, wow. So we got three. <laughs> Jen is making a list. No, because uh, someone else, just like you, passionately told me to watch, and I never did, and I didn't get a list. So here I can try again. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Enlighten so, me. <laughs> um, My Demon. Ooh, that one. My Let me demon? tell you, that's the one I'm watching right now. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway. the other person that told me even talks like you and kind of even has your mannerisms, and they, she's obsessed with Korean dramas, and she's not Korean. Because they're far so, from Korean. They're like the way their drama is just crazy, and their oh. romance. It'll have you delusional. It really have you thinking love is like so. Like I want my men to treat me like yes. this and like fight for me like this, but Same. in reality, it's not like that. You're okay. getting. But you can make it like that. I mean, in your head, delusional again. No. You have, no. 
reality, no. no let's, if we're being no. honest, no, not in okay. this day and age. No. Okay, interesting. No. Right. Dating, no. <laughs> so the most pirated movie of 2023 uh, would be Ted Lasso. Uh, Gen V, which is based off of The Boys. The <gasps> have you watched The Boys? I have not watched The Boys. Oh, okay. You um, need to watch The Boys. Tulsa King. Mm -hmm. Monarch, which I have been watching. That's no. the Godzilla uh, Kurt Russell show. Silo, which was really good. Um, it's about um, the world where has, everybody's living in a silo that's underneath the ground. And to oh. go outside, they don't know why they have to go outside. But it's like uh, a good political commentary on how life is and how the allegory of decay that you only know what is in front of you but what's actually really happening around them. Uh, Secret Evasion, which was the uh, Samuel L. Jackson Marvel one, is number five. Ahsoka, which is the Star Wars one at number four. My cousin got me into that one. Um, Loki, yeah. which would be number three. Loki's good too. I didn't watch the new season though. The Mandalorian, which is number two. And the most pirated... Streaming show of 2023 was The Last of Us, based on the video game of the same name. Oh, I saw a part of that, yeah. Oh, were you And when I was watching it, I said it's a zombie movie, and the person next to me said, no, it's a gay, it's a gay story. I said, no, it's zombie. He said, no, it's gay. And I, was, I said, all right, so this is what we saw on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a zombie, it's zombies, but the guy thought it was gay. I swear, I swear, I swear, it's happened. So that's it for the news. It's actually gay and zombies. So that's it for the news. So we're going to take a quick break in front of our live studio audience. Woo! At the East Meadow Public Library. And we'll be right back with more It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello again, Stephanie here, and I'm with Chris Brimacombe, right? Did I say yes, that right? That's it. Oh my gosh, I'm on a roll today. <laughs> and uh, it looks like you got some really great stuff. Are you the author or writer of these comics? I am the illustrator. Oh, illustrator. Um, this was written by Shakespeare, so it's Macbeth. And so I'm really just taking the existing uh, play and just doing my visual take on it. And um, I, I tried it out, but I wanted to set it in the late 1960s, California, you know, the overlap of the bikers and wow. counterculture and hippies. And, Amazing. Yeah, because yeah. I figure like there's since it's all about this violent overthrow of power, um, that the biker world is kind of where that's acceptable. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, oh wow, to make it exciting and hopefully people enjoy it. Absolutely. Is this your only work that you've done so far? No, I've I've definitely done other comics. Um, I had done some even like somewhat darker stuff. I had done a series on serial killers of. Berkowitz and Bundy, and then I thought, okay, well, it feels like, well, it's a little mundane in a way, and depressing. Why not reach for the stars and go for something a little bit more, uh, more in depth, you know? So, very cool. So, um, tell us a little bit about where we could go to find more of your work. Well, um, you can definitely see some of it on my website, chrisbrimacomb.com. Um, my Instagram is chris. 
VNYC. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm hopefully trying to get it out into other places, but uh, for the moment, that's where you can check it out. Right. And this is all independently published? Yes. Yes. Um, Pronto was kind of where I started publishing some comics, so that's why I still retain like the the title. But uh, yeah, um, but it's still pretty independent. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, same here. All right. Back to you in the studio. Hey, kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world-famous Ramones, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Event Capital Conference. your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We are here in front of a live studio audience at the East Mill Public Library. I'm here with L-Man Jenny Feldy. Hello. And I'm here with our special guest who we're going to be talking to, with, and about, which yeah. is awesome because she's right here, Mohina Jean-Pierre. Hi. Now, I have known Mohina for quite some time. Yes. We go way back. Way back. And back then, <laughs> you were not a poet. No. So what happened between poet. back then to now that yeah, made you decide to become a poet? And why decide to go the naughty route? The naughty. Hmm. You keep saying naughty route. It's not only naughty things. It's right. <laughs> I, I I don't see anything. I saw a whistle one, one <laughs> thighs and stuff in your thighs. That's, that sounds a little naughty. Yeah. Um. Well, what started me writing was uh, I always loved writing. I had diaries, journals. They said diarrhea. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. like, well, that'll lead you to something. <laughs> the bathroom. Definitely, but no, no diarrhea. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> Diary. Uh, diary, right. Uh, then I was in creative writing in seventh grade with my teacher, Miss Leahy, and we would always write poetry. That got me into poetry, fell in love with it. One of my best friends, Jenny, La Piri, she was a poet. I love her poetry. Beautiful. Um, my, also, my other friend, other best friend, Tima, she's not here with us, but she does poetry as well. And Where's I, Tima? Tima, she's at work right now, so she couldn't be here with us. Slacker. <laughs> no, you know, you gotta make the money. The money's the motive. And I was dating a poet. You so were dating a poet? I was dating a poet. Did he win you over with his poetry? I won't discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in the book? No. But you liked his poetry? I definitely, I loved his poetry. And now do you like his poetry? I still love it. It's very okay. good. I, I won't discredit him How for that. How about the guy? <laughs> I wish him the best. Okay. I'll say that. Listen, this all shapes her writing. These are relevant questions. <laughs> um, but besides that, I was in a rough time. I left my job in March. I wasn't working for a while. Then I got sad. I was very depressed. A lot was going on within the last two years. And I feel like since I had all that time sitting with me, I, I like it kind of gave me the shove to really go back into writing. And I was talking to God, like I was just crying. And I'm like, God, like I'm tired of feeling this pain, this burden and everything. And um, writing was just my source. So I was just typing away, typing away. And before that was um, Zane. I was writing my eroticals way before I wrote the poetry. And my and the reason I got into that is because I I like Zane. And I was like, I, I was introduced to sex as a young age. Like I wasn't sexually active at a young age. So let's, let's get that straight. <laughs> but like, I was introduced to sex at a young age, and um, my family would have the like my cousins, my aunts, 
But I have the book Zane, like uh, Zane's books, and she's an erotic author. Mm. And so I would like, you know, skip through it. I was a little kid. I wasn't supposed to read it. But then, like, fast forward into my, like, early 20s, I'm like, you know, I want to read some eroticas. Like, I remember how spicy they were. I'm like, let's, <laughs> let's go see what's that about. And lo and behold, I couldn't find any of them. Like, it was mm. hard to walk, get them online. I checked Twitter. I checked Tumblr. Maybe I wasn't too, like good in like the social media aspect of finding it mm. so then i just started writing it myself and then it started mm. off with me i'm sending it to my friends and st and they would be like oh i like it and you know it's your friend so you're always thinking like oh mm. you're just like gassing me up or mm -hmm. you're just telling me this because you're my friend but then i would give it to my co-workers and they would also like it and then i also gave it to strangers and they'd be like oh my god this is so good and i'm like mm. oh so then one mm. day i'm sitting here and wait, i wait wait you were just walking around giving your book of erotica to strangers i wasn't let's not put it like that okay they didn't check out my book it wasn't yeah. it wasn't hey check, out, check my out someone book. else it was it was just like Oh, <laughs> I just would, saying. We'd be in the topic of conversation with sex. I mean, I could talk about sex. All right, wait, wait. How do you just, oh, we're just going to be talking about sex? How does that happen? You'd be surprised. Like, you could be in a conversation uh -huh. at a bar, sure. okay? You're drinking, and some, and someone's talking about anything. We have kids here, so I won't say much. <laughs> but how do you think the kids got here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sex. Too late. No, the stork <laughs> took them. Oh. The stork took them. CDC, FDA lies. Right. Sorry. All right. News. Okay, cool. Since we're being honest about it. But yeah, so you'd be surprised how many people talk about sex and how comfortable, blah, 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 how comfortable they are talking about it. Yeah. So, like my mom. Too comfortable. Too comfortable? Don't want to hear it. Yeah. My mom, total opposite. Good. Let's switch. <laughs> no. I want my mom. <laughs> um, so... We would just talk, they would talk about it, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I would write eroticas. And they'd be like, you write eroticas? And I'm mm -hmm. just like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you haven't? I'm like, yeah, cool. and I'll let them read it. Sure enough, <laughs> they liked it. And I'm like, you know what, it's not too bad. And then I was one day I was sitting with my sister, and we were talking about books and stuff. And I was talking about publishing, and she's like, yeah, you should publish, you know. Um, anthology. And I'm like, anthology? And she's just like, yeah, you know, it's a collection of sorts. Mm -hmm. And I had like a whole bunch. I had my poems. Let me tell you, good way to start writing pain, <laughs> the root of all of it, mm -hmm. heartbreak, depression, mm -hmm. anxiety, all of that mm -hmm. led me to writing my book. And uh, it just it became something beautiful. And I just like it like that. That's how, that's how that's it all cool. came. Flipping on what you said, a lot of poets that I know do come from a place of pain and hurt. How were you able to take that and translate it to something that's enjoyable while still maintaining the sense of that pain that you felt? I think it was just the imagery I was painting in my head while I was typing it. I, I'm very, like, in my head, it's just, like, a whole bunch of things. So I would just imagine it or, like, I would think of a, like, I live in a world of fantasies. So mm -hmm. in one aspect, in one of the stories uh, with... I want to say Seeing and Yang is the last story in my book. And this one is, the the synopsis of it mostly is a girl named, um, named Vanna. And she had, like, she's dating and stuff, but she was out of a relationship, and she starts dating again. And she has this one guy that she's, like, kind of into, one of her coworkers, and this other guy she meets at a party. And um, while she's dating the coworker, or, or trying to get the coworker, get to know the coworker, she meets this other guy named Shakir, and, like, Shakir kind of wins her over, but she's still dating the co-worker. And in the midst of it all, it's like a little love triangle, 
And she gets to experience love at the same time, but there's also like a, a sad ending. But I won't ruin it for you guys because you have to read it and order it on Amazon. And the link will be on the website. I will send it to you. Um, but yeah, and then there's also um, Mona and Rico, which is the first story. And that was, I think in the book you will like get the sense of um, all, like the, fir the first book, sorry. The first book is more like a active like sex encounter where it's just like sex, 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 right? <laughs> right? And then in the second one, you kind of get the, um, the in-depth of emotion of lost. So in that part was like where I was, when I was dealing with my breakup and stuff and what it felt like to me, it felt like a sense of death. Like I was mourning the person that I was once in love with. And then in the last story, you'll get like a set, it's like a combination of sex, but more like, um, I guess where I am now. So each story kind of was like a step in where I was in life. So the first was just like when I was very sexually active. Second was just like I was in love, but I experienced the loss of it. And then the last one is more so lost love and lust, love, loss, but also seeking God in that aspect in my relationship with God as well. Hmm. I had um, a book by my brother's ex-wife mm -hmm. that was basically a story about us. Ooh. It was weird reading it. Especially with some sexy parts in it. It was about my brother <laughs> and this girl. Uh -huh. Very awkward. Mm. But it was part of what happened. And you can tell what parts were really happening, what parts were made up. Mm -hmm. How much of you, because you mentioned it was part of the breakup and the emotion, mm. is in these characters and in the story? Is there all your friends reading this like, hey, wait a minute, that no. I know that. No. So my emotions are there, but me personally, no, I'm not in there. So like You're not the, Vanna? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not Vanna. I'm um. not. But like the feelings she's feeling, I, those are the feelings I felt, or I would imagine myself feeling if I was in that situation. So it's not me per se, but these are. It's just my emotions. It's pure emotions. So how are you able to separate yourself, the person, from your emotions to make it into a new character? Well, based off the experiences I went. So like for like, um, I'll just go based off of memory and how I felt in that moment. Because that's, that's who I was in that moment. That's not who I am now. So writing it was just like, oh, that's who I was and that's what I did. Or this is what I would like or what I did like. And I'll just write it down. And I also think of like what else would other people write. When it came to like um, sexting or stuff like that, I was very creative. I'm not going to hold you. So it's just like it all worked out in my favor. <laughs> well, you talked about who you are now. So it leads us to my first question. So on your LinkedIn, because you know, I stalked you on the internet earlier, <laughs> uh, I saw that you reposted, who you are becoming is more important than who you've been. So who have you been and who are you becoming? Who I've been? Um, that's a great question, actually. Yeah, well, thank you. I only have three. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like that one. I, There's not much else. No, no, no. I freestyle. I freestyle. Okay. Yeah. Um, who I was, uh, I would say I was an insecure girl back then. I was very lost. I didn't hmm. know. I, it's not that I didn't know who I was. Is that I was definitely a people pleaser back then. So hmm. I would do whatever it was to get the attention I wanted. Mm -hmm. And who I am now, I think I'm more of... A child of God now. I'm definitely connected to more deep rooted in my spiritual, uh, not spiritual, but my religion and mm -hmm. Christianity. Mm -hmm. I'm a sister, paralegal, jack of all trades, truthfully, an author, poet. You say sister? Yes. Like a family sister, or like a church sister? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Both. Okay. 
Um, I'm a lover girl. Like, I love love. I like the concept of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great quote. Damn, it really got me on this one. <laughs> hey, we got 20 minutes, so <laughs> don't rush. Relax. Uh, <laughs> don't it? take out my anxiety. You relax. <laughs> Girls rubbing off on me right now. Yeah, I might. I might. Oh, yeah. yeah you're, uh, no. Um, well, I can say that she was a bubbly person full of life and energy back then. Still mm-hmm. am. Still am. So, I still am. So that was who you were, so you're still that same person. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I'm also the type of person, I don't let whatever my traumas were, I would never really allow it to affect who I am to other people. Mm-hmm. I would always, I would say I'm very supportive. I'm always there when you need me. Uh, I would, I'm the comforter. I feel like I'm a blanket. So, like, if I see someone down, I would want to keep them warm and safe and make, give them that safe feeling that I always wanted. You feel me growing up? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question, Jen? Well, wait, she's, she's not there yet. She's, she's, then she said who she was, oh, but then the she, rest of this says who, who is she, she is now. becoming. Who, who am yeah. I becoming? So now I'm becoming... Let her t- finish. <laughs> <laughs> not even married. No. Not even dating. <laughs> yeah, no, I am dating. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> he's like, don't do this. Don't tell her to do that. It's like, come on, Mark. Yeah, relax. Yeah, Mark. let her finish. I want to know who she's becoming. <laughs> um, who we're becoming? I will be New York's bestseller. Nice. Speaking that into existence. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't know who I am right now, but I'm loving every step I take into who I am becoming. I will say that because uh, I used to. I like to plan everything and I realize with life you can't just plan everything it's never going to go according to how you plan it so I'm just learning to I, w- I don't want to say roll with the punches just go with the flow in this aspect of life and just accepting whatever comes at me with open arms hmm. I'm flexible was it the strongest man in the room is the most flexible man in the room yeah. yes and no you got to stretch first getting up there in age <laughs> you just can't do it how old are you oh 29 I'm 39. You'll be fine. What? Really? Yeah. I'll be oh. 40 in September. It's not that old. You, I didn't think you were. I at 29, I was a freaking moron. I'm still a freaking moron. Look at that. <laughs> so let's go to the next question. Enough okay. about me. We're all about you. Uh, why, if you answered this already, I'm sorry. Sometimes I have dementia at 39 <laughs> years old. Why was it so important to write this book? Mm, I didn't think it was important to be honest okay. with you. I would say my sister and my friends and family gave me the really the strength to push forward with it. They were just like, "You should do it." And I think I me, mean, I like new. I, I like to do take on new projects and do certain things. Like before, prior to this, I was modeling. Never did modeling before, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what? I want to try it. I did it, and I liked it. And now I was like, okay, if I'm a writer, I like writing, and mm-hmm. people like my writing. Let me just make a book and see how it works out. I'm not gonna hold you. It's very scary. Still is to this day. Like right yeah. now, shaking. Yes, it is because it's just like it's you're vulnerable, and everyone mm. gets to read your your most mm. inner thoughts, your emotions, and everything, and they can say whatever they want about it, and you just have to True. go with it. And um, I'm a, I'm a sensitive. I'll keep yeah. it up with you. So it was just like you know, doing this was like okay. Once you put this out, that's it. Like, this is out for the world to see. And it's not just the confinement of your friends, workers, and some Mm -hmm. strangers. This Mm -hmm. is like... And modeling, too. Oh, yeah. Well, modeling, yeah. Um, That was more so to be more comfortable with my body. I think a lot of times in the world, especially for females, or women in general, Mm -hmm. it's hard because, like, you have so many rules or construction, like social constructs that, Mm -hmm. like, constructs that um, tell you how to look, what to be like, and... 
I got tired of hearing people telling mm-hmm. me, oh, you'd be better looking if you did this or if you were like this. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I want to be more comfortable with who I am. So I went into modeling. Oh, interesting. Right? I did. That's why you went into it? To be more comfortable? Yeah. Interesting. I did, um... I did some nude. I did some board like lingerie modeling. I did hmm. even um, a Black History Month one too. Hmm. I nude nude Black History. Oh no, 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 no! I've never seen that. <laughs> no. That's groundbreaking. And that, you know what? That could be. I'll something. get the team together. You want to shoot it? You know what? We could work on something. I'm Think about it. I like that nude Black History. <laughs> <laughs> this was her idea, though. I mean, it's like a little clap, but you know. You know what? We can say. Think about it. I'll think about it. And then you can, you know, have someone. Who does voiceover or you reading your book, you know, to the pictures. <laughs> to the pictures, oh my god. <laughs> you know what? Our twin flames burn holes through the ozone layer. And then we have a picture of you. And maybe we zoom in on some naughty bits. You know what? <laughs> hey, I'm a producer more than I'm not a writer, really. You I'm know what? Think about it. I'll think about it. But You're a model too. Might as well mix it all together. <laughs> mix it all together, and you know that it's the best of both. Yeah, use your skills. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna talk with the big guy. I'm gonna talk to God first about that. Perfect. What he thinks about that. Or a not nude Black History Month, but with you know dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Okay. I don't know. I'm just no, trying to be inventive. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then. Um, so, yeah, writing came in, and I was just like, you know, it's a new project. It's not something I've done before. I've never published a book. So, I was just like, and the process of it was was, this, was a bit stressful because going back and forth with the publishers and then editing, and then I'm asking me, like, do I like this? And I'm just like, no, I don't like it that way. Like, let's go back to the original yeah. way. It, it was a trip, but it was worth it. I can't wait to do my second book, but. As a model, uh-huh. why? Or is it this not, or is this you on the cover? It's not me. Actually, my sister helped me. My sister and my uh, best friend, Tristan, you know Tristan, um, they helped me with the cover. So my, uh, you know, the title says La Vise Yon Dance. So life is a dance. So Mm -hmm. I took dancing since I was little, since I was, I want to say two or three years old, I was dancing. Yes. Um, So dance has always been a part of my life. And it's also... A saying my grandmother would always talk about, like, if you don't dance, you're an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. life is about dancing and enjoying it. Right. So, um, we got the ballerina. Her favorite color, my grandmother, Ina. Well, Anna is what we say. And her favorite color was blue, so the background was blue. Um, the heart, because of, you know, life. You don't have life without a heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the bleeding, my sister added on to that. And so... <laughs> That, and it all came together and then Tristan just added the roses and I think it was just a nice final touch to it so and why are you so tiny in the back oh yeah that, because you know, I don't want to be the main focus the main focus is my book okay but you are your book right it is you you said it yourself this is the raw version of you but right. in your but emotion. I want people to focus more on the writing and not the picture of the author well we're going to have to because I can't even see you so <laughs> the writing is definitely taking center stage and that's the whole point because yeah. if you really well, want to see me you could, you could google me you'll find me <laughs> <laughs> you said you have a relationship with God yes how did that affect what came into the printed word in the Prince of Word. Um, shock me. I know people, when people think of like God, it's just like, oh, you can't talk about sex and all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. No, you can. Like, you mm-hmm. can have these conversations with him. You could talk mm-hmm. to him. Some people, like, if you ever see me driving the car and you see me going back and forth, that's me and God. Like, it's not me being on the phone screaming at somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. So, 
when I asked him, like, you know, how do I help, like, how do I deal with my emotions? Like, how do I get over this hurt and stuff? He told me to write. And I wrote. And I wrote in my book. And I wrote, I typed it all up. And that's how I got my book. So, like, when people try to, like, oh, you're a Christian or you can't talk about these things. That's why. Mm-hmm. It's a myth. Mm-hmm. Don't believe it. You can. You'd be surprised. So now that the emotions are in the printed word, mm-hmm. are they gone from you or are they still there? Hmm. You know, actually, no, they're gone. I don't really feel like those feelings I was feeling, I don't have them. I think right, that's, I, that's why I believe writing is such an importance mm-hmm. for people because, like, once you write it down, like, that's it. Like, the emotions, it, it could be there sometimes, like, it'll linger, but it's not as effective as it was in that moment she was writing it. Like, you ever... If you have, like, if you had a diary and, like, you read back to your diary when you were, like, probably 13, 14, you're reading it and you're like, wow. Like, and I remember going through that thing and like, this was, like, the biggest thing in my mm-hmm. life. And now, 29, I'm looking at it like, oh, wow. Like, I don't even understand why I felt that way. Like, this is, this is crazy. It's <laughs> funny. I think yeah. I've mentioned this before. I used to work at Blockbuster for 10 years. And one day I was working there, and it was this little kid, probably five years old with his dad, looking at movies. And he says, oh, my God, it's whatever this movie was. I've waited all my life to see this. <laughs> oh, my God. And his dad's like, all your life? So <laughs> yeah. in his world, that was it. Uh, yeah. Wow. So now that you've expanded and grown, when you put your emotions in there, and now you're going to have a problem, I would think, to have you don't have those emotions again to make another book. Mm. So what are you going to do now? Well, you gotta yeah, go we need around to looking to get, looking around to get some hurt and, and <laughs> break hurt. up with somebody else so that you can <laughs> fuel the next book. Or what's, what's going on? You have on? to just date people just for material. First of all, I didn't need. <laughs> You're gonna so, be in my book, okay? No, um, I didn't need them. I didn't need those emotions to write the eroticas. Like I was always writing the eroticas, regardless. Um, I think. It, what pushed me was just the emotions of being hurt, where it's just like, I have to focus on something else. So I focused on writing a book, and that's what I did. But I don't have to date someone to write another book. I'm already in the works of working on another book, so this is... And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in a relationship with anybody. I'm not hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am right now. All right, so I have, to, I have to ask the obvious question, which I'm wondering about. Mm-hmm. When you're writing the naughty stuff... Uh-huh. Where where does that come from? Is it personal experience? Is it stuff you've seen? Is it stuff you'd like to have done? How does that come? And how do you translate it onto the page to make it visual for everybody else who's reading it? Because like I said, when I read the other one, I was like, oh my God, this is I can't I can't read this about <laughs> these people I know. I don't, I don't need to read no more. Um, how do you do that? And how do you maintain that balance? Because it is a balance. I don't think it's a balance for me per se. It was just a like it was a mixture again like in a and I quote a balance. Okay, and of course (laughs) Hannah Montana, you mix all together and you get the best of both worlds. So that's what she says. Yeah, you never heard the theme song. You get the best. No, I'm old. I'm almost forty years old. I don't know how to Montana. Like, like, oh my god. Miley but I like it. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn about Korean you dramas. Get the like, best help me. The both worlds. Yeah. I know. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Okay. No. Okay. No. That's what I know. I got Molly. No. I got Molly. Yeah. No. That's what I know. But it's the theme song. Just listen to it. So I'm not gonna hold you. It's a banger. Um, <laughs> It is. It is. Uh, but for me, some of it I experienced, and some I, w- I wanted to experience, okay. I would say. 
wish fantasy fantasies again in my head fantasy like a big door of fantasies like when you grow up reading zane like oh, my yeah, book compared that. to zane so you know about zane no no she no i never really know. read erotica i really i read all health i read really all health um non-fiction i wrote health guidebooks so i was just health nerd when i'm reading health 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 oh, health, okay. health psychology health okay that's it wow. yeah wow. okay yeah so yeah no nothing really fictional Zane, she but it's on my list. Oh yeah, get on it. Respect. Um, very. <laughs> I'm celibate though, so is this gonna be a problem? Yeah. <laughs> I'm celibate too, girl. So we in the same boat. Okay. But you, you might, you might get a little tickle here and there. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's healthy. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> but. Some of it, uh, yeah, I, a lot of it's more, it's more, my book's mostly fantasy, but some, okay. di I did experience it. I won't say which story, though, but, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're at social media time, uh -huh. so where can people find out more about you besides just Googling your name, which is a unique name, I have to say. It's uh, a combination was... of my mom, Monette, my godfather, Harold, that's where the H came from, and Ina oh. is my grandmother. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Where can people find the book? The book is on Amazon, but I have to send you the link. It's like weird. For some reason, you, you can't can... say I'll send you the link when you're on a radio. Where you're right. People... Well, I'm talking to you where you can post it on the website so they have access to it. Okay. But if they also want to, they could find me on Facebook or on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'll, well, my is Instagram it page. Is under a different name? Or you're trying no. to pull teeth, getting this information it's out of you? It's not pulling teeth. It's just. You'll, it's the link. Like you'll find the link in the bios and stuff of my pages. I also have a fa um, Instagram page for the book. It's called La Viseon Dance, and you can find it there. And yeah, it's Facebook, Instagram, and the Instagram spelling is L A V I S E Y O N D A N S. Yes, listeners, play that back. <laughs> <laughs> now you were kind enough to uh, raffle off a uh, a book for yes. our live studio audience. Super great. <laughs> Now, do I have everybody's other half of the raffle ticket? Some of you have two tickets. Everybody has one ticket that's not in two pieces. Very cool. Making sure you have a second piece. Give that up to me. I can get it all in here. So everybody only has one piece of the raffle ticket, right? Everybody has one raffle ticket. All right. So what are you going to give away? You're going to give away a copy of your book? Yes. Call the number, please. No looking. Just get one. Don't grab the whole pile. Oh God! Get one. Oh, hey, I'm trying to. You got to. You got to speak to God first. All right, here you go. Who is the winner? <laughs> three seven one one two five. Oh, three God. seven one two five. Hey, there you go. Always remember that everybody wins. A, uh, we're all round. winners. Yes, we're all winners, but everybody wins at the East Middle Public Library. So I want to make sure everybody knows that you come to the East Middle Public Library. That's www.eastmiddle.info. We have a new show every month. Um, and the East Middle Public Library has other tons and tons of programming that they have at the library. And it's all for free. So make sure you guys go to www.eastmiddle.info. Now, Elman Jenny Feldy, who ran away, is supposed to have her final thoughts, so I'll go with your final thought first. No, Mohina, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, I didn't think we were going to get that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> final thoughts. 
on this podcast or just final thoughts whatever you want to share with the world people are listening to you okay. they want to hear your thoughts what are your final thoughts to them out there people who want to have their own naughty uh, erotic uh, poetry book <laughs> any thought any thought it doesn't have to be oh well I say um even when you don't believe in yourself or you feel low just know that you can do it and that your biggest op for the young generation because that's what they say um and for the older you know millennials like me and stuff like your biggest downfall your biggest enemy is yourself so uh, whenever you're feeling down kind of like mix those negative thoughts with positive thoughts and just reassure yourself and don't give up on your dreams like oh i never would have thought i would be an author slash poet and here i am today like i went to a vision board party source story real quick at my friend amaria's um house and in that moment, that was January 1st, mind you, before I even thought about writing a book. And I wrote the title of the book, La Vise Yon Dots, because that's my grandmother saying, like, that's all she would always say. And, um, fast forward, I'm, I put, like, I published the book and everything, and I'm cleaning out my closet, because I kept the poster in my closet, didn't have room. And I, so I looked at it, and there was the title of the book, and I was just so shocked. Because I was just like, oh, and this was in January. So I'm talking about maybe around May, June, July is when I started with the book work and everything came into fruition. So it's just like you like you may not see it right now, but like down the line or in the future, it's going to happen. It may not happen right away like it does for some people. But as long as you keep putting forth the effort, it's going to happen. You just got to keep believing in yourself and also make sure the people you surround yourself are very positive and supportive. Because you need a, a community. Community is very special and important. I'm so happy I have mine. That's right. Elman and Jenny Feldy, your final thought? Uh, floss your teeth at least every 24 hours <laughs> now, or you might be crying about it later. So my final thought is this. Thank you so much for coming down and being a guest on our live Thank show. Thank you for having me. In front of a live studio audience. Woo! I have known you for quite some time, and I am so proud of what you've done don't and who cry. you've become. Mark, don't make me You cry. are always <laughs> a really fun and really cool person to hang out with, and I always saw that you had such creativity and potential in you, and I am very happy and proud that you are here all these years later after me knowing you <laughs> on the show. So much continued success. When you have your next book, come back down so we can talk about it some more. I will. So that about does it for this nice, week on nice. It Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, <laughs> www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Our next live show, courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library, will be on Valentine's Day, February 14th at 7 p.m. And we have Mindbender and Mentalist Robin Channing as our guest. So thank you very much, live studio audience. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.